Blog Talk Radio. www.theclowntimes.net Clown is K, by the way And for those of you who want to get a hold of me on Facebook Just uh, navigate to Facebook, of course And go to the search window upper left-hand corner And type in the Clown Times is Clown Spell with K Once again, you can find me there as well uh, Lots of stuff going on um, World Series going on tonight uh, Game 7, I was going to... Um, Freestyle a little bit and just gush on how great the World Series was, but unfortunately, it's going to turn out that, that Game Seven is a dud in that Houston's curb stop in LA right now, five to nothing. Much to my mother's delight, more on that in a moment. But at any rate, uh, to help me bring in this wonderful podcast is my man, y'all know him from um, uh, Sleazy Radio every Tuesday night on on Blog Talk Radio, as well as the Sports Blog. Um, the yard slash HBCU Sports, we raps about all things HBCU Sports. The one and only, Dwayne Ash. Homie, what's good? Oh, I forgot to turn his mic on. Hey. Ah, there I go. How you doing? <laughs> man, I'm doing all right, man. Just getting ready for a very busy time in college football over the yeah. next couple of weeks. Doing, some, doing a lot of traveling. Over the next couple of weeks, oh. so um, yeah. just just getting ready for that. Uh, CIAA championships is okay. uh, not this weekend coming, but the following. So I'll be in Salem, Virginia for that. Um, we'll mm-hmm. be in our beloved Greensboro for the uh, Central A and T game. Maybe the right. winner of the the MEAC, uh conference will be settled in that game. Maybe not, or, or maybe it'll be settled a lot sooner than that. And then a couple of weeks after that, I'm planning on making it to the the SWAT championship football game, which has been reported earlier this, this fall, will be the last football championship game that they have. It may be the last ever or maybe just what? the last until they figure out what to do with it. Yeah, they're, 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 they're doing about? away with it. The, the, the SWAT well, conference will be real. doing away. Yes, they will be doing away with their, their, their conference football game. Yes, sir. Okay, you have to bring I, me in on this one because I'm definitely out of the loop. Why nah, okay, would well, the, the SWAC do something like, such, do such a thing? 
Well, first and foremost, it's, all, it's already interesting that they do one, right? Because they, sure. they have 10 teams in the conference. So whenever I ask okay. anyone else, especially when, when it comes to uh, FCS conferences doing a championship game and they give me the, the reasoning like the MEAC uh, uh, did, uh, a lot of MEAC officials and coaches have told me the reason why we're not doing a conference game is because we only have 11 teams in the conference. And I'm, I'm always thinking, well, the SWAC does it because they have 10. So what's your excuse? Yeah. If a team with 10 does it, why can't you guys? But it seems like no one else in FCS does a title game. That's another conversation for another time. But sure. it was reported that they're no longer going to do it. My guess, I haven't gotten full confirmation, though, but my guess is that it's too costly for them to do a title game. And I, I kind of get why. Um, it, it falls in a very interesting time. It's about two weeks prior to the Celebration Bowl. And sure. it's a week after the Bayou Classic, which kind of puts uh, 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 swag fans into a choosing game. Which one do I do? You know what I'm saying? Where yeah. in most instances, uh, 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 the, the, the SWAC representative will probably either be uh, 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 Grambling or Southern representing that Western division. But they play mm-hmm. the week prior in the Bayou Classic, which, of course, is a classic. So, you know, you get 50, yeah. 60, 70,000 to come out to that. And then in a couple of weeks after the, the, the SWAC championship, it's the Celebration Bowl. And, and they've been doing what they can to start this game up. And they're around in, the, in 30, 35,000, well, about 25 to 30,000 in terms of attendance. So they're starting to, to grow. So it kind mm-hmm. of puts SWAC fans in a conundrum. You know, do I go to the Celebration Bowl and not make it to the SWAC championship? I can't afford to go to all three. That's New Orleans, Houston, and Atlanta in like four weeks. It's, it, that's insane. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a lot of stress on a fan. And then to have that sure. game played in Reliant Stadium, the home of the Houston Texans, the cost to do that game is probably insane for the conference as well. So you have right. low attendance. I can't give you the attendance numbers for the life of the title game being held at Reliant Stadium off the top of my head. But sure. I can only imagine that that number has probably dropped over the past couple of years, especially with the start of the Celebration Bowl uh, three years ago. Yeah. You know what, then, in that case, they were at the damn title game. <laughs> I mean, because, I mean, you know, I would think that the Southern, the, uh, the Bayou Classic, rather, which is going on mm-hmm. obviously for several decades, and the Celebration Bowl are much bigger deals. Much bigger paydays than yeah, yeah. sad title game. So there you go, problem solved. How about that? I mean, uh, my thought was <laughs> they could just have it at yeah. someone's home stadium or do it at a smaller mm-hmm. stadium if they still want to do it. But I get it if if costs prohibit that from happening as well. But yeah, that's just been something that's been perplexing to me anyway. Whenever an HBCU does a championship game on a pro-level uh, arena. The, the SWAC also does their uh, their basketball championship at the Toyota Center, home of the Houston Rockets. You know, CIAA, they've, they've changed right. it now. 
where their their mm-hmm. their semifinal and final games are now held at the Time Warner, where it used to be the entire week was at Time Warner. But that was getting costly, so they split that up to do Bojangles uh, center first for the first couple of nights and then move it to the uh, Time Warner. But, yeah, man, doing these things and you're not getting the turnout that you should at these pro arenas, it, it, it's it, it's killing these conferences. And, and they, they need to figure out uh, cheaper alternatives. Fair enough. Speaking of conferences, let's talk about the Power Five and the Power Five being the college football playoff. Since it's called yes. the Power Five, the dominant college football playoff. Anyway, um, you know what? From last night's yeah, last night's show on ESPN, that little shit and the dog and pony show, you know, compelling oh, yeah. nonetheless. But I, I, I was in the rare position where I had absolutely no beef with what the with the with, with the the college playoff committee <coughs> did in terms of ranking the top four. They got it all right, as far as I'm concerned. I mean, I don't know if you caught this, but early in the week, actually, uh, it's probably Monday. I was like, if I was rank, if I was ranking the, the, the top four, I would, mm-hmm. I would have chosen Georgia, Alabama, Notre Dame, and Clemson in that order. And for those who oh, don't wow. believe me, go to my Facebook page, look at the timestamp, and I screenshot that that bad boy for Twitter as well. So you can't call hmm. me a, a lying front runner, but Nevertheless, and it, and it, you know, they hit it all. They, as far as I'm concerned, not because I guessed it, but because logistically, like, like from a logical standpoint, rather, it made a whole hell of a lot of sense. Georgia and both Alabama yeah. are needed. You know, both are loaded. Both passed the eye test in space. However, Georgia had the better win, the better out-of-conference win. At Notre Dame, by one point, nonetheless. Alabama, I mean, we all thought that Florida State was going to be much better than Alabama, right? I yeah. mean, even mm-hmm. with the injury to DeAndre Francois, I didn't expect them to fall off like this. That's the point no. where they get curb stumped 35-3 to by Boston College on a Friday night. I mean, that's just despicable. They still got four or five-star players all over their roster, and their twos are better than most teams won, certainly better than Boston yeah. College won. Yep, Boston College beat the hell out of them. I mean, it was just, it just, they just, they, they're soft. No one thought that Florida State would be this soft. Um, no. But, 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 I mean, but, you know, credit Alabama for scheduling a thin number three team in the nation, Florida State. But it turns out Florida State sucks. So you move down to Notre Dame, and then you have a glove of one loss teams, right? Notre Dame, Clemson, Ohio State, Penn State, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, and then McHugh. Um, mm-hmm. The way you do all, you know, to rank the teams that have the same record, how I thought the committee did, and what they end up doing, in my opinion, instead of looking at the losses, they focus on the wins. That is, mm-hmm. who had the best out-of-conference wins, okay? So, Notre Dame is not, it's obviously not in anybody's conference. Not yet, anyway. Um, so, they, if you were to look at this, they obviously beat they beat down USC. They curved mm-hmm. up in state. Oh, my God. They put a hurt on my alma mater. Although, I must say, I watched that game in person in South Bend um, last last Saturday. Great place to watch a football game. One of the most beautiful oh, college wow. days I've ever seen in my life. 
It is, it is beautiful. Mm. It is very beautiful. That's another another conversation for another day. Um, you know, I you know you know I knew that Notre Dame had money, but not that much money. But anyway, uh, <laughs> but if you were to look at Ohio State, who they beat, they beaten um, who the hell? I mean, I mean before Penn State, who was the best out conference win? They have none. That's right. They have no marquee out of conference win. If yeah. you look at Penn State, who was the biggest out of conference win? Pitt, Penn State, Georgia State. Really? Um, you know what? You know, it was I, Michigan. Yeah. But even beating Michigan at that point in time with their backup quarterback. Well, no, that was that was right. Michigan State. I'm sorry that beat beat them with the backup quarterback. But it, it was Michigan. But Michigan is starting yeah. to turn out to be lesser than what we thought as well. Right, exactly. That's in conference. So, Penn State has to hurt on both fronts. Now, if yeah. you thought, if you think about it, Penn State didn't chuck away that lead against Ohio State late, they would be in the conversation easily. They'd probably be the third-ranked team in the, in, in the uh, college football playoff poll. They but would. But, but they would, but last or not. So, in, so, that would leave Clemson and Oklahoma. I'll get to Oklahoma in a minute. Clemson by the committee standards, has the better uh, out-of-conference win right now. That's Auburn. I know people think, mm-hmm. well, Auburn, Auburn's good, but they're not that good. But Auburn's 15th right now. And when they play Auburn the second week of the season, they were ranked, I think, 12th, if I'm not mistaken. And they're pretty good. They're not great, but they're good. And I think they'll scare Bama late in the season. I think they'll scare Georgia late in the season. Uh, mm. But So you have to give them credit for that. And if you go in conference, they beat they just beat down Virginia Tech. And Virginia Tech is good. I mean, because yeah. Virginia Tech ran against. I mean, when they beat West Virginia to start the season, I'm like, damn, these guys are still good. So they beat those guys down at Virginia Tech on the prime time Saturday night game. That just doesn't happen often to Virginia Tech, but Clemson did that, and Clemson beat down a then. Flying high flying Louisville team. Yeah, I mean, sure, Louisville is like a little slightly better than mediocre right now. But at the time, to go to Louisville when Louisville was on a roll and just smacked them around the way they did, that was just something else as well. I mean, people are hung up on Clemson's loss to Syracuse, but keep in mind, mm-hmm. you know, folks, folks that don't remember two things: a, that their quarterback Kelly Bryant was knocked out of the game. Yeah. Second, second, the kicker, the backup kicker, missed two field goals and they lost by three. None to take away from Syracuse. Syracuse played a hell of a game. I watched that game live. They played a hell of a game. But Clemson also shot themselves in the foot. And that leads us to with uh, Oklahoma. Now, there's one, one fan base that should be upset is Oklahoma because they have arguably the best, one of the best wins as well. Uh, covers win. That's that's corrupt stuff at Ohio State on the road. That was a huge yeah. win, not only for the not only for Oklahoma, but, but 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 for the Big Twelve, because people thought the Big Twelve would be on the outside looking in for the second consecutive year. So you know, Oklahoma I think is ranked like fifth. So I think they're right outside the top four, right behind Clemson. Mm-hmm. But people thought that at the time that the Ohio. That, I'm sorry, that Iowa State loss was pretty bad, but turns out Iowa State's pretty damn good. So as well as long as Iowa State keeps winning, that makes 
that Oklahoma, that you know, that makes that loss for Oklahoma look pretty damn better as well over time. But, but I mean, Clemson just has the better wins, and that's why I think the committee ranked Clemson a spot ahead of Oklahoma. I mean, I completely get it, but um, you know, and I thought it interesting that this year they're starting to pay a little bit more attention to the wins than the losses. But right. we start talking about teams four, five, six, seven, and eight. Let's talk about their losses real quick. Clemson yeah. with their loss to Syracuse. Oklahoma with yeah. their loss to Iowa State. Ohio State with their loss to Oklahoma. Penn State with mm-hmm. their loss to Ohio State. And yep. TCU with their loss to Iowa State. Yeah, There was TCU, one yeah. school... There was one school who I named twice in that, and I'm still trying to figure out. You had to help me. Who did Ohio? Who did Iowa State lose to? Let me look that up. Why you keep talking? You, you keep talking, but I see your point because Iowa State—they will talk about outside of radar. I mean, they exactly. Radar. No one saw those cats coming. Not no one saw them about the Cyclones. Yeah, what was that? and they're doing it with a backup quarterback and a first and second year head coach. So uh huh. Look this up right quick. I mean, this is this is made story. They're being the dead on top of the conference right now in terms of record, and in terms of conference record. Let's see, they lost to Iowa by three, and they lost to Texas by ten. Those are the only two losses. And that that's what it is. They have they have two losses. Okay, so that's right. where the problem lies. Because I was thinking that they have, they may have been. A one-loss team, and my thought was mm-hmm. that they were probably losing. They had probably lost that one to Iowa. Then I was thinking, okay, Iowa, Iowa State rivalry game. I can see that, but no, they got two L's in their their uh, their resume. That's why no one's talking about them, and that's why they're on the outs. Because very easily, with wins over Oklahoma and TCU, they should be in this mix. Now, in order for that yeah. to happen, there's going to take a lot of these teams to, to end up having two losses. And I would think that in that situation, but I doubt it very seriously if it happens, that uh, Iowa State then catapults up into that spot. But it was brought to my attention last night's Sleazy Sports with with, with my man Lou. Every year when they start out with uh, uh, the first top 25 for for the playoff rankings, one if not two of those top four teams aren't there at the end of the, the the season. And, and John, if you're asking me which one it might be, it might be Clemson. Even though, mm. like you said, I like their resume. And I truly believe that TCU should be number five if you're talking about resumes with their wins over Virginia, uh, West Virginia and uh, Oklahoma State. But sure. it I like their resume, but uh, it's a possibility that they, they end up taking another stumble Somewhere, but if they're capable of going through and 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 um, winning the ACC title, well, surprise on me. But I'm I'm looking at at Clemson as being that team that potentially. No, you know what? I take that back. I need to go ahead and, and stick to my normal guns. The the team okay. or one of the teams that I normally don't believe in. Actually, I got two of them that are in the top four right now. That every year I'm like. Mm. Dude, what are y'all still doing here? Y'all, y'all know y'all gonna fall off, and, and sure, 
enough, they end up doing it. But as of right now, two of them are in my top four or in the top four, being Georgia and Notre Dame. I am completely shocked mm. that they're still here at this moment. Scott, I want to say it's Notre Dame, but Notre Dame has an easier schedule. I'm going to go ahead and say it's Georgia. Georgia is the one that falls off. It's, it's a possibility yeah. it falls off to Auburn. Yeah, I'm about to say Auburn. Auburn. First look at that calendar. Just look at that game in the calendar because I think they're playing in Auburn. Let me go to them right, right quick because I had on the rankings here because I, I, I was planning on having all, like, all the schedules of all the top ten uh, teams in their college football playoff. Because the, even mm-hmm. even the game upcoming game against South Carolina this weekend is nothing to sniff at. South Carolina is pretty decent. They're six and two right mm-hmm. now overall. They're five and two in the four and two rather in, in, in the in the SEC East. Will Muschamp has those guys playing? I mean, that, that's a six yes. win team with nine win heart, and they're showing right now. Um, but yeah, that I mean not this week but the following week they do go to Auburn. That's going to be very, very tough. That's going to be very, very, very tough. Uh, so all eyes will be on that game for sure because, again, Auburn is, is good. And that's not going to be a walkover for Georgia, which is, if you kind of think about it, it's not fair. <laughs> I mean, because you got finally got a team that's better than, that's ranked higher than, than Alabama, you know, the, the mm-hmm. Empire speak. But guess who has the harder road? Georgia. I mean, Sure, Alabama plays LSU this weekend. They play Auburn to close the season. We all know that. Mm-hmm. They possibly play Georgia in the uh, SEC Dallas game. But I'm just saying, Georgia may not get the unscathed, and they probably won't yeah. get the unscathed. I don't, they're going to have a hard time playing Auburn. And if that's not bad enough, they think it's always that rivalry game with Georgia Tech. It's always the toss mm-hmm. with Georgia Tech every year. I mean, they could play that in the middle of, of the – of, of the Walmart parking lot, they'll still be a tough one. So, I mean, it, it, it's crazy. It's crazy that Auburn, that, that what Georgia has in front of them. But, hey, props to Kirby Smart and crew for getting to an 8-0 record at this point. But I want to touch on Notre Dame. Exactly. I want to, I want to like, like ask you a point on Notre Dame. Seeing okay. those guys play all year, and particularly in, in person last this past weekend, those guys are good. Now, I don't know how it will, it will come out in the end of the season because they have a tough-ass schedule. I mean, they they host Wake Forest this weekend, but this coming weekend. But Wake Forest is tough. That's nothing to just sneeze at. Wake, Wake Forest mm-hmm. is pretty damn They're well-coached. They play great defense. So, I'm not saying that Notre Dame is going to fold up like a cheap tent. But that's – I mean, but I think Wake Forest is going to make the sweat a bit. So, after that, they go to Miami which a lot of people think are fraudulent, you know, the way that they've, they've got the undefeated record. But 7-0 or 7-0. And True. those guys in Miami are going with confidence. And the U is back. The U is on their way to being back. So you got that game. You skip towards the end of the season, they got to go to Stanford. So Stanford is playing a lot better, especially if they have their, their running back, uh, that love kid uh, who's uh, – Iceland dark horse right now, but it, so basically Notre Dame has to help the world. But think about this for a minute. Think about this. This is where it gets really interesting. We talked about this a little bit last week. Mm-hmm. What if Notre Dame runs ten? Well, first of all, let, let me let me properly set the scenario for you. Stage for you. What if, even though we, this has 
this hasn't come to pass to the past few years because of a playoff. What if the these four teams do the impossible seemingly and win the rest of their games up until the conference championship games? Okay? So what mm-hmm. if you have twelve and Georgia team, twelve and Alabama, eleven and one Notre Dame, eleven and one Clemson, and if Clemson wins their title and if the outcome of Georgia and all in Alabama is so razor thinly close. And suppose Oklahoma won the rest of their games and wins their conference title. You have essentially three conference champs and two one loss teams in the top five. What mm-hmm. do you do with Notre Dame? What do you do with Notre Dame? What would you do oh, with Notre Dame? Dame. If you're asking me, with the resume that they currently have, with wins over NC State, USC, and then uh, following your scenario, the University of Miami, they're in. Because in this case, and Stanford, they're in. They get they get in. Because the way it looks right now, it'll probably end up being Clemson and Miami in the, in the, the ACC title game. Am I correct? Right. That'll be correct. Yeah, so if Clemson ends up beating Miami in the title game and Notre Dame already beat them in the regular season, yeah, Notre Dame gets in. Yeah, they get in. So, and, and they're Notre Dame. They're going to get in. With an undefeated uh, 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 record, their helmets aren't gold just because their colors are, are, are navy and gold. Their colors are more royalty. Yeah, they get me. They're one loss. I get it, but they're, but, one, yeah. but they're one loss teams matching up with the likes of uh, in this scenario again, this quote unquote doomsday scenario, if you will. Uh-huh. One loss Clemson, a one loss um, Oklahoma, a one loss Ohio State. So you got those yeah. three conference champions, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not coming at you now. I'm just, I'm just saying, I'm just telling you how chaotic this is going to be. You got three. Oh yeah, it's going to be chaotic. Conference champions. At one, yeah, exactly. At one loss, uh, along with a one-loss Notre Dame team, remember because they lost to Georgia earlier year, a one-loss Notre uh-huh. Dame team that's not affiliated with a conference, which means obviously means that they would not play for a conference championship. Yeah. So this is going to be pretty hairy. The, 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 uh, the college playoff committee normally puts a lot of onus on did you win your conference. If, you, if all things, all records be equal, did you win your conference? Except last year. Mm-hmm. This is what happened last year. They oh, yeah. They came in there that did not win their conference. So that didn't even play in the, the title game. Set, the precedent has been set. Right. The precedent yeah. has, has been set. So, so they have set themselves up unwittingly for something like this Tuesday scenario. Everyone wins that. But you know what? Yep. I don't. I don't even know if I would call it a doomsday scenario because that one loss that they have is a very close mm-hmm. one to the number right. one team in the nation. That at this right. point, actually, in your scenario, that no one has beaten in the regular season. So yeah, right. that's another reason why they get in. You know, with the teams that they've beaten and the one team that they lost to in a close one is the number one team in the nation. Yeah, I'll give it to him. And you're right. The process has already been set. And and yep. and I guess the one thing that assists Notre Dame in this situation, outside of the fact of them being Notre Dame, 
is the fact that, you know, they, they don't necessarily – their resume is nice enough, and they don't necessarily have to play in a conference game, and they don't have to worry about losing in a conference game either. So that was the one thing we didn't discuss is the fact that those teams, those top five teams, if they end the year the way they end, we don't know how those 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 title games are going to end. You know, it's a possibility that one of those other four lose. And it's a, mm-hmm. But you're right. How interesting would it be if the scenario is that Alabama loses a very close one to right. Georgia? Matter of fact, it, it, it has to be now. Right. I don't know because that, that'll make it the interesting thing now, being that Georgia is number mm-hmm. one. Excuse me, if they finish the season number one, yep. if Georgia loses a close one to Alabama, the, the question is, does number one still stay in? Because the thing was, we thought, as we probably should, I guess, um, being that we've kind of been force-fed this for the past 17 years, and I guess it's because of their resume that they have, and I'm not mad at them because they earned that resume, we expected Alabama to be Alabama and to come in right. at least in the first week of the rankings number one. Being that they have it, and Alabama fans, calm down. Dude, it's just the first week of the rankings. It's the first week of the rankings. Um, as long as you get in, I understand it's first world problems not to be the number one team in the ranking. Right. What's your number two? Calm down. You're in the, you're in the hut. And at this point, there's no argument on whether or not you're going to be in the hunt. You're not Oklahoma. You're not TCU. You're not Penn State. You're not Ohio State at this moment. And there's no discussion on whether or not you can sneak in to that fourth spot. You're number two. Sit down. Shut up. Wait till the season's done to see where you end up. And then you you can come to me with your complaints or not. But you're at least in it right now. Calm your ass. (laughs) <laughs> you know so, I mean, go ahead. It's funny you said that because, like, uh, a buddy of mine uh, from college, he's from Alabama. And okay. on group meet, like, earlier today, he was like, I bet Big Saber is loving the fact that they ranked Alabama number two. So he's not even tripping. Yeah. Because now he thinks Coach Saban, or as I call it, State Nick, getting his board together is like, hey, they got y'all at number two behind Georgia. They, they don't think we're good, as good as not better than Georgia. Which y'all mm-hmm. gonna do now? You know he's the mass motivator. You know he's like oh, Georgia, yeah. my cousin, trying to find the slightest slight to get pissed off about and to fire his troops up. He just found it. He just found it. So uh, he, I mean, look for them to just kick the hell out of LSU this weekend. And just steamroll everybody, possibly even Auburn as well, to go to it. But let me present you with another doomsday scenario. This is the mother okay. of all doomsday scenarios. Okay. Every all the scenarios I said earlier still come to pass. All right. All okay. the teams win the remaining regular season games. Alabama beats. No, no, I'm sorry. Georgia beats Alabama by like by a point. Classic and field okay. whatever. Clemson wins as national. With Clemson beats Miami for the conference title. Oklahoma beats whoever the hell for their conference title. Ohio State mm-hmm. beats Wisconsin for their conference title. Blah, 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 right? Um, and Notre Dame is still chilling at 11 and 1. You got Notre uh, at, at, at okay, at, at the one lost team. You got Notre Dame, Clemson, 
Spinning National Champ, and two blue bloods in Oklahoma and Ohio State with one loss. Mm-hmm. So I I think the committee's going to have a hard time keeping out, A, the defending national champs in Clemson, and two, one of those blue bloods at Ohio State and Oklahoma. Probably going to take Oklahoma over Ohio State because Oklahoma has been head to so basically, what you nail it down to is this: you nail it down to Clemson, Oklahoma, Notre Dame, three blue bloods, one mm-hmm. for two spots. I'm thinking the committee will have a hard time passing over Oklahoma and defending defending national champs for Notre Dame. That's what that's 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 the mother of all these scenarios. Regardless of how great Notre Dame's resume is, and it's outstanding, and it's an outstanding mm-hmm. resume. If they run the table, that's an outstanding resume. I just have a hard time. Think I have a hard time thinking that the committee will pass over Oklahoma for Notre Dame, and I think, and, and, and you know, and as a result, again, they preach, even though they bet themselves in the corner for last year. And they took a house there instead of Penn State. They preach conference champions. They preach that. They preach that over and over and over again. So here's Notre Dame. Who's this now? Notre Dame is on the outside looking in because they did not have that coveted conference title. And I think that could in the in the perception that the CFP, the College Football Playoff Committee. Is holding that against them, holding the independence, holding the independence against them. That's the comes in. They could, and, and I'm not going to say that it's true, unless it pops, it raises ugly head again this year, and it's a possibility mm. that it does even within your scenario. I just think no title game was an easy excuse to hold the Big 12 out in those situations, right. even in years where I felt as though the first they deserved to get in, especially the first year. You know, I, I, I really thought yeah. that, that, you know, one of those teams deserved to get in there, and they didn't. I can't remember which one was the Big 12 representative at that year, but they deserved to get in and, 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 and caught a bad one. I'm just thinking that they use that as an excuse for the Big 12 to say, oh, yeah, well, you you give it a good shot, but uh, nah, we can't give it to you because uh, you don't have a title game. So they go ahead out and they get a title game. Funny thing is, there's a possibility, even with the conference title game and a win over Ohio State, that Ohio State jumps Oklahoma to get into the, wow. uh, uh, wow. I'm not going to say that it does. But if that happens, that's just the committee saying, dude, Big 12, we don't like you. Big 12, we don't like you. <laughs> and and True. it'll be difficult in that situation to try to figure out who gets in between Ohio State and Clemson. You would have, if, if it's me, you know what? I, I hate the term defending champion if the sport is not pro wrestling, boxing, or MMA. Because uh-huh. defending means to me that you can lose your title 
every time you go out to compete if you're the champion. That's that's me. Right. But you would like to see the champion of the previous year, that's how I like to call it, mm-hmm. be able to compete in a situation to see if they're capable of VPD or not. And if they're that close, you got to put them in there. That's why I think mm-hmm. with your scenario, Clemson becomes that fourth team along with potentially Alabama and, and, and Georgia and Notre Dame. I just think that, that they're going to give it to Notre Dame because America likes Notre Dame. I don't think I don't think they, they treat true. Notre Dame the way I don't think they treat Notre Dame the way they treat the Big Twelve teams. They're not because Notre Dame is Notre Dame. So, right. What you gonna do? The, the, the question would be, <laughs> you know, what what happens between Alabama and Georgia? Because we right. roll this love affair of Alabama, but yet they lose a one point game to Georgia. But yet you let Notre Dame in with a close loss to Georgia. You're not going to let Alabama in? But we love Nick Saban. Mm. We love Alabama. We love to see them compete. Mm. So it will be really interesting if that is the scenario because that will be the defense on why Alabama should be in over an Ohio State or over in Oklahoma, even if the both mm. of them win their title games and Alabama does not. Well, this leads to another question. And this is fascinating as hell. This is a fascinating conversation. Um, mm. if, 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 what if Georgia becomes that one loss? What if Georgia lose, narrowly loses a nail bite to Alabama? They get it. Because people are going to give Alabama the benefit of the doubt. Let's just call it what it is. Let's just give it 100. Yeah. They're going to give the Alabama the benefit of the doubt, no matter what. So, what about Georgia? Sure, they got the great win. They, they, that win is not over Notre Dame is not going anywhere. Obviously, they would have beaten mm-hmm. Auburn on the road. They would have beaten mm-hmm. South Carolina home. They would have beaten Georgia Tech, a fierce rival who I think is very good. Mm-hmm. What if they nearly lose out? Do they still get the great? Should they? Do they still get the benefit of the doubt treatment that the community would give to Alabama? One would assume anyway. You know what? You would assume that they would, but once again, uh, until I see proof otherwise, I don't think that they do. If they do get mm. in, they would probably get in as a number four, being that they've been top two all year long, and then lose mm-hmm. a close one to their the, to their uh, uh, conference rival in, in Alabama. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! Would would I put them in? Eesh. I probably would. I probably would put them in because at this point now, instead of just looking at their wins, mm-hmm. we, we have to consider their losses. You know, I right. understand that you, you're concerned about when a team loses. When a team loses is just as important as how a team loses and to whom they lose. I get it. But it's the final game. It's the championship game, and it's to Alabama and a neutral site. Mm-hmm even though the neutral site is in your home state, Georgia. Um, mm-hmm. God. I probably still would put them in, along with Clemson in that situation. Because of the Ohio State law <clears throat> to Oklahoma, that would be the thing I think that, that would hurt 
Ohio State and keep them out. That that's just me. But yeah, and that's not going anywhere. <laughs> that's not going. No, it's not. Bad. Unfortunately for Buckeye fans out there, look. If you want to know, I, I still don't think Dora the Injury in the conference in, my, in our lifetime, but if if you want a good idea, or if you if you are the scarcity grease of Northern enjoying the ACC football, mm-hmm. let the committee just leave them out. Let the committee just leave them out and just hold the non-conference affiliation and the no-conference title hold themselves against them. Yeah. Let them not be passed. Let them be passed up for one of the blue bloods. Even Oklahoma, even though I know they don't like the Big 12, Oklahoma is a blue blood. Okay? Mm-hmm. Oklahoma is straight up blue blood. Or even if Oklahoma slips on Ohio State, Ohio State. I don't. I don't see the. I don't see the committee keeping out a Big Ten champion over Notre Dame. I. I don't see it. It's, it's not right. Mm. It is. I just don't see it because it's the blue blood. True, Notre Dame I, I, is a, it's, it's, a, it's a ratings driver. Mm-hmm. But they're not a conference. And you have a conference champion, Blue Blood. I don't. I don't know if they're going to keep them out, man. I. I. I don't know if they would. I wouldn't have a problem with it, but I don't know if they would. But you know what? That's what makes it, that's what makes the situation so interesting. And this is my whole argument on why it, it needs to be at at least at least sixteen teams to to have this situation, and so we don't have this argument because situations like this can happen, will happen, and people will be upset for, you know, at least the end of the year. Um, mm-hmm. Or whenever the argument ever comes up again in discussion. But, God, it, it, it just makes it crazy because we talked about this last year on whether or not Notre Dame will ever join the ACC, and I gave you a yeah. lot of points on why they wouldn't because – Economically, it's not to their benefit. Right. If they don't get into the playoffs with a one-loss record to a potential top two team, that's the other thing I guess that that'll that'll either help or hurt Notre Dame is how Notre how Alabama finishes that season. If they finish that season, if if Georgia finishes the season with a close win over Alabama. Then Notre Dame gets in without any question. If okay. they have a close loss to to uh, to Alabama, then it's up for discussion on whether or not they deserve to get in or not, regardless of the rest of their resume. Even though they probably will have a better resume than a lot of the other conference t- uh, champions, and and then you can say, well, they needed that extra in order to get in, but they don't have it because they don't have a title game because they don't compete in the conference. Sorry for you. And, and I think that will start to push Notre Dame to finally want to compete in a football conference. Well, you know what? Going back to your top six, your 16-team playoff field, a la the FCS playoffs, mm-hmm. you know this team number 17 is going to be still pissed off. <laughs> there was so much going to be pissed off that they're going to be left out. Oh yeah. Um, which, which is why I'm I'm more of a, you know this about me already. I'm more of a traditionalist. Keep mm-hmm. it at four. Let people fight in because every game right now matters. Every game and if this is the only sport 
where every single game truly matters. And to me, again, if, I mean, I know that the only thing that's killing this idea is that Notre Dame is an independent. They love Notre Dame. But if you want to have a true tournament, make it 10 teams so that all 10 FBS conference champs compete. Mm-hmm. Do you want to make it a true tournament, get 10 teams comprised of all 10 FBS champions? You could have a provision for Notre Dame. They have Notre Dame has a certain record. They're really good like this season that could knock out potentially, say, like a, a Sunbelt team or whoever the hell. But, but basically, until then, it'll be fun matchups, too. Imagine, like, an Appalachian State go up against Alabama in round number one or two. Um, but uh, until then, let's just keep it the way it is it's because it makes it compelling, it makes it exciting. It gets us talking. Fans, pundits, experts, whoever, it gets us all talking about this. And that's what makes – that's the genius of college football is that it, it matters. It's exciting. Yeah. And people really give a damn. So um, it's just fun. But you know what? It's very fun. To it's, your point. Just real quick, who are teams yeah. 10 through 14? Yeah, I got that up right now. Hold up. Okay. Team number 10 is Miami, 11, Oklahoma uh-huh. State. 12, Washington, who's the, who's the highest Pac-12 team ranked. 13 wow. is Virginia Tech. 14, yeah, yeah, the Pac-12 is pretty much done. 14 is Auburn. 15 is Iowa State. 16 is Mississippi State. 17 is SC, 18 is UCF Central Florida, 19 is LSU, and 20th is my beloved World Pack. No state. Now, so, see, uh, if, it was a, if it was a 16-team situation, those 10 teams would be the teams that you will be arguing about whether or not they should be in or not. Now, yeah. as good as that conversation could get, it still wouldn't be as compelling and, and and as well, it wouldn't be as a compelling argument, in my opinion, right? As right. we're talking Ohio, Ohio State, Oklahoma, Clemson, Notre Dame, and potentially TCU. It, it, it's it's two different arguments. Two great arguments could be had, but you know it, it would just be a, a different type of argument. And I'm guessing that football fans as a whole probably wouldn't be as concerned, but it would still be a good argument to have. That's why I'm like, with mm-hmm. 16, at least clear-cut guys will be in the at-large, the, the top at-large spots will kind of almost be gimmies. It will be those those final four uh, 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 discussion spots, excuse me, where, where you would have the argument on why I believe that this team needs to be in over this team. And, and, and that's something that will probably end up being controlled based upon how their schedules are, are, are set up and which is messed up because in most cases the, your other conference schedule is set up three years before you play it. So you got to right. think about that. You got to think about that three years ahead just to be like, yeah, ah, well, I want to go ahead and compete for a playoff spot. So I can't play so-and-so and so-and-so. I got to compete against these teams just so I can be considered competitive enough in order to make it into the playoffs. And that's what anybody in the top 25 nowadays. Right. Great discussion. We could, I could talk about the college football playoffs for the next two hours easily. 
I mean, it's, yeah. it's that compelling. I mean, it's, we can both talk oh, yeah. about this shit for the next two hours, but we got to move on because we got other fish to fry, unfortunately. <laughs> um, speaking of fish to fry, I'm not going to beat this to death, this horse to death, but Bob McNair's comments about, you know, the inmates were in the prison. We all know the comments are by now. I don't need to go yeah. to the specifics, but, you know, he insists that he screwed up uh, <laughs> a phrase, a, say, a, 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 a saying, uh, but he didn't say a sound, he said prison, and I think that's not by accident. But that's neither here nor there. Mm-hmm. Given that stand against Mr. McNair, given that that offensive tackle, that Brown, I forgot his first name, got traded to Seattle because he was the most outspoken. Right, he was the most outspoken against Mr. McNair, and rightfully mm-hmm. so. Where the hell did the NFL go from here? I mean, does the NFL go from here? I mean, all they had, they mucked this up from the very beginning. They mucked this up when they got ball Colin Kaepernick, even though we we think that way for different reasons. But nevertheless, yeah. it is what it is. So, yeah. How do you see this ending? I think it's going to get a lot uglier before it gets before they get any, any headway to 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 actually getting the owners to care about why the, the, the protest was taken in the first place. Is that to get legislation against the policemen? Was well, not not all, not even most, but getting those red policemen keeping preventing from killing unarmed people of color mm-hmm. and, and, and 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 trying to. To eliminate like leg- like to the things that cause systemic racism in this country, but mainly it was it was it's it police brutality. So it appears that the owners obviously did not give a damn. They didn't want to help them pay off any other like community uh, thingies just to get them to stand. I I, I would not be surprised if, if the definitive disease is not is, is is like canceled. I wouldn't be surprised if. The owners push back some more and to, to play to a corner to the point where the players can say, you know what, I know we don't have guaranteed contracts, but bump it. We ain't taking this bleep anymore and just walk out. I, I wouldn't be surprised. And talk about a doomsday scenario. That would have happened. And, mm-hmm. you, know, uh, you know, because think about it. And these are two different sports. But remember when the baseball players had their strike in 94 that led to the cancellation yeah. of the World Series? Remember mm-hmm. that, I mean, Montreal Expos fans are still bitter because they will run away with the, the NL East. Uh, <laughs> you know, that season. <laughs> um, Pedro Martinez and company and Vlad Guerrero. Yeah. Um, that was a great team, by the way. But at any rate, yes, remember when, when they eliminate, when they, when they cast the World Series, fans are pissed. Crazy pissed at both the owners and the players, and got it to the point where the owners had to acquiesce to a lot of players' demands, which is one of the big reasons why the put the, the baseball players union is like the probably the most powerful union in the world. They just, they got so many concessions from that, and the NBA players too, another strong union because they they struck and they made the owners lose so much money that they had to acquiesce to the players' demands. Now both now they got guaranteed contracts and fat guaranteed contracts at that, but that's on the mm-hmm. We're talking about social justice scale in the NFL to get the owners, largely white owners, billionaire owners, who don't care about this because frankly it doesn't happen to them. 
Why would they? Sure. Um, but do you see any light of the tunnel? Do you do you see the owners like to the point where they get stuff to give a damn about the players' concerns and why the concept protests are made in the first place? Always is going to see us this there where something really bad goes down to get the owners finally come to the table and treat the players like partners instead as employees. Let's see. Um, multiple things here. First and foremost, player's first name is Dwayne, of course. I remember any for anybody named Dwayne, especially when it's spelled the exact same way <laughs> as my name. Yes. Uh, it, it's yes. rare that you see that, especially with black men. So I always pay homage to those guys whenever I see it out on the streets. <laughs> um, right. Also, with the statement, when I originally heard it, well, actually, I didn't hear the statement. It was relayed, of course, on the radio. And the way that it was relayed was that it was what he meant to say. So I perceived it as that's what he said in terms of mm-hmm. inmates running the asylum. So I'm thinking, okay, why is everybody up in arms because he said asylum? Now, I get it using the term inmates very sensitive because of the the, 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 the conversation, especially when you're talking about black people. He said prison too. Yeah. Yeah, but see, that was that was the thing because I originally thought he said asylum, but when I found out he yeah. said prison, I'm thinking to myself, okay, this is an NFL owner, very bright man, smart man, yeah, knows what he's saying. He's not nervous, I would hope, being interviewed by 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 a media person, and, and just happened to mistakenly messed up because when, when he said his apology, did he say that he said the wrong thing, or did he just? You know, apologize for the the, the, the word usage. That's something to, well, to think about as well. Yeah. When, when, I remember, when I recall, I don't have it in front of me, but I'm just going to paraphrase. Uh, he said that he he he, he meant a diff, he meant a different saying. He, he meant at first he, he he said he messed up the analogy. He messed up the phrase. Okay. That was the first thing he said because he said in the meeting. Well, it's just the owners, uh, uh, Roger Goodell and Troy Benson, the, the second in command to Roger Goodell. And, and mm-hmm. when McNair said that, it was said that Troy Benson was pissed. Yeah. Was pissed. And to the point where he said he was offended, and which led to a tense back and forth between Vincent and Jerry Jones. So, and to the point where uh, uh, Mr. McNair Immediately came to Vincent and apologized. Immediately apologized to him, like pulled him aside really up and just apologized almost immediately. But then, I don't know if you heard about this, but he later said he being Mr. McNair said that he meant that he didn't mean it for the players. He meant it for like like the owners, like in the in the in the uh, in, in the commissioner and his crew. Not acting on the same page. He later said that. I don't believe that for one. Hmm. I, I think that the neither do I. A person saying peeing on your face and saying it's raining. That's why. Yeah. That's what the second thing is. But whatever it is, what it is. But yeah, that's that's why I'm leaning towards the fact that he knew what he was saying when he said it, and, and yeah. got caught on it, and, and that's why he's apologizing. Come on, dude, you smarter than that. Then I see why. Players walked out during practice that Friday. You know, yeah. the players decided they want to kneel in solidarity because of the incident. Once again, not because of the cause, which is starting to right. bother me whenever I see that more and more. 
Yeah, and, and now, yeah. you know, the reports of Papa John's coming out saying that, you know, the NFL need to oh, grab oh, a hold yeah. of this situation. <laughs> yeah, you, I, I know you saw it. And I, that was comical to me. Now you're blaming the league for this because of your pizza sales, because people aren't buying your pizzas because they're not watching games no more. Maybe your pizzas just suck. And I, I, I enjoy Papa John's pizza from time to time. But, you know, I, I always hated Papa John's. That's just me. I never liked his pizzas. Never. It ain't the Never. best, but it ain't the worst. But you know, and I also yeah, love it. You I, know, I whenever. Ah, I get it though. I get it though. But you know my thing. Politics. You, it would shock you if you know it's politics. Of course it's politics. But see, that's the that's the <laughs> thing to me. You, you're sitting here beefing with the league, as stubborn as you are, Mister Papa John, uh, about certain things, and especially with. With your mm-hmm. political affiliation, we know what that is because you came out and you said it before in the past. So you know what their political affiliation is. They're not going to acquiesce just because you feel as though that they need to do something. Nah, everybody's going to be stubborn in this situation. I know this, you right. know this. So to answer your question in terms of, of what's going to be done um, or what could have been done, there are a lot of things that could have been done. You know what? Mm-hmm. To to avoid where we are right now, it's a possibility that hey, the, the the networks don't show players kneeling. How about you do that? But no, that, that is something. If I'm an owner, I would have came out and said to the networks, you know what, you need to go ahead and stop showing these players kneeling. For real, mm-hmm. it, it's, it's hurting everybody and it's hurting you. Stop it. But you know what, they haven't done that because uh, you know for whatever reason they they don't care. About whatever, because they are. I guess they're already getting their network money. But to your right, point, right. I'm shocked that it hasn't blown up earlier, right? In terms of this entire situation, but it's still bubbling, you know. And, and then you, you had the report. I don't know if you saw it. Uh, Colin Kaepernick's uh, attorney said that Colin's going to get signed within the next couple of days. Uh, a couple of days ago, it said ten days. So that means as right. of. Wednesday of next week, he's going to be signed by somebody. Don't know if that happens. Still doesn't resolve the situation of why he's kneeling in the first place. It just right. resolves the problem of him not being signed. Collusion. So, That's a collusion uh, case. That's a collusion case they want to avoid. That's what that is. Exactly. So even if that happens, God, if, once again, like I said before on, your, on the show earlier, I can avoid the collusion case with, with my defense if I was the owner's. Hey, give me a call. Right. I'll go ahead. I'll be your attorney. I got my reasons for y'all on why y'all should say y'all, y'all didn't sign Kaepernick. Legitimate <clears throat> reasons. But signing him still doesn't resolve the, issue, the situation because you'll still sign him, and you know what he's going to do? He's still going to kneel. He's going to come back, and he's still No, you know what? I take that back because, remember, we had this discussion, too, back in March. He said he wouldn't kneel anymore. That's going to be interesting because right. if if he comes yeah. back and he sticks to that word, what are the people who protested the NFL going to think about the guy who started this whole thing comes back finally after all of the, hey, he needs to get signed, comes back and still and doesn't kneel? Then what? But, you know, I, I, I doubt that that happens. It's, there's so many angles on oh, how messy this could be. But um, you're right. This is going to have to lead to 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 some sort of agreement 
in some sort of, of, of conversation, or not some sort of, but more conversation between the Players Association and the league about not just what can and cannot be done before a game or what should, should not be done before a game, but, of course, their contracts and the amount of uh, a guaranteed money that the players should get and, and all the other health benefits and all this other All of this conversation needs to be had. And it just seems to be something else that's being thrown into this lane of items that need to be talked about during this conversation. But unfortunately, the, the, the negotiations aren't supposed to be until 2022. But, yeah, it's going to yep. happen a lot sooner than that. It's going to happen a lot sooner than that. And, oh, and, and I, I just, I mean, if we have to miss football in order for it to happen, so be it. I just don't want it to happen. But to your other point, too, of uh, uh, baseball taking that hit in 1994, you got to remember, after it took that hit, they were on, on, the, on, the, on the verge of no longer being with us. Fan attendance started to go down. Viewership went down. If it wasn't right, for the home right. run chase in 99, baseball would have never been resurrected. And the thing is, you go ahead and you add in this, along with the contractual situation, along with the CTE stuff, you know, mm-hmm. all of this stuff yep. that's, that's just compounded on the league, man, it's going to be something that I don't know if the NFL, as powerful as it is, will be able to return from unless not only does it make its players happy, but it's going to have to make the fans happy. There's going to have to be something that happens that brings the fans back quickly if if they continue to leave in droves like this. Well, this is what happens when you don't take a stand. You mm-hmm. try to play the middle ground. The NFL is faced with your point of people not coming back. Of people on both sides doing that. Yes. People, A, don't like the fact that see the players protesting, even though mm-hmm. some a lot may agree with why the players are doing it, but don't like the method. In other words, like it, mm-hmm. understand that the why, but not liking the how. And then others in that same section on that part of the aisle who don't have a clue why they're doing the process and just think it's political or they don't like it anyway. And then you have the other side who are like me and you and thinking the NFL is blackballing Colin Kaepernick. They're blackballing black the guy who took a stand against police brutality and systematic racism one to, one to, one to, one to use that platform to push for legislation to prevent more police brutality against unarmed uh, men and women of color and, and making and making the America a, a, like abide by what she says to be on paper: justice and freedom, justice, liberty, and freedom for all, not for the majority, not just for the majority. And and then the way to see the same people, the way we also see teams trying to scrub out the scrub off the street. I mean, I'm still I'm still just baffled that the Miami Dolphins would rather have. A retired Jay Cutler lead them than Colin Kaepernick. I'm shocked that Cleveland would rather have, and we'll get to the Browns in a minute, oh. that Cleveland would have, rather have like a rookie who doesn't know what the hell he's doing starting and going to a season 
starting with no quarterback, really, of, of, of any who's worth for damn, instead of picking the talent of Colin Kaepernick. Same with the New York Jets, same with the Jacksonville Jaguars, same with the San Francisco 49ers, the 49ers. Those teams are garbage. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe not Jacksonville because they have a hell of a defense. But you know what I'm saying. I know where you're going with it. could be much better with them, by the way. They could be much better with Kaepernick. But seeing this bad quarterback play during the season, during this young season, which is barely or almost half the season old, and see Colin Kaepernick still on the street, still on the, still on the street while the likes of Brandon Weed and some dudes who haven't played in years being brought in as just has an arm at this point. I mean, what do Colin Kaepernick do at this point? So you pretty much have those two camps mad at the NFL because mm-hmm. the NFL won't take a stand. They won't take any stand. Hell, any stand will be what we're doing. But now you got all this crap going on with the president, with with the, with Papa John, and everybody else. It's it's just a hot ass mess. And now, yeah. I mean, now that that and coupled that the fact that college football is exciting as ever. Past two to three three seasons with the college football playoff and the, and the NFL is just boring in comparison. It's a perfect storm working against the NFL. The perfect storm working against the NFL, and with the people getting more and more about the NBA and college basketball on top of that. Hell, even people getting the soccer and hockey. It's just it's just it's just a bad thing for the NFL right now. And even though it's not you, all doom and gloom per se, they're still making money over the end of a fist. Yeah. Who's the fans? The fans are, they are starting to go away. And again, for both sides of the aisle, starting to go away. And now they're scrambling. All because they didn't do right by, and now, in my opinion, didn't do right by Colin Kaepernick to start the season. Or before the start. Yeah, yeah. Once again, you know, as we've had these discussions in the past, there are a lot of your points that I completely agree with, other points that there are certain things that I think you may be slightly off on, but at the same time, we come to that same conclusion of he's good enough to be in the league, but. And and the other thing that I kind of disagree with you on is – this is a perfect year in terms of NFL viewership when you're talking about NFL parity. I don't think we've had, well, and and I hate the hyperbole. I hate, you know, uh, uh, whenever we have this short memory when it comes to history, when we always say this is the best best thing ever. But in, in, in my, once again, this is short memory and me not looking through any history as of right now. But as wide open as the league is right now, and this is kind of one of the things that, you know, the, the league was hoping for in terms of parity, we are finally – we're here. You got Jacksonville good. And Jacksonville, yeah. you're right, Jacksonville is one of those situations where a Colin Kaepernick can come in and help out. I don't think Colin could go in and save Cleveland. That was That's an unsavable situation. Yeah. I don't care yeah. who you're putting that quarterback. You can put Jesus at QB – in Cleveland, and that that's not saving that situation. Um, but you, you got Jacksonville playing well. Um, the Eagles are, 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 I guess, back on top right now. 
the mm-hmm. NFC East, even though there's a lot of there's a lot of injury in the NFC East, they're still relatively competitive. Um, the NFC North is wide open now because Brett, uh, I'm about to call him Brett Favre. Aaron Rodgers <laughs> is out. You know, yeah. the, the Rams are, are, are back, you know, know. In, in, Dude, in terms of being competitive. Buffalo is competitive. And the oh, AFC yeah. East isn't wide open anymore. The Jets are competitive right now. So you, 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 you're getting a lot of balanced football right now throughout the league. And unfortunately, a lot of eyes are on it because of this situation, because ownership has taken a stance without taking a stance. You know, they yeah. they, they, they made right. their decision, but they haven't made a decision. You know, they, they let us right. know exactly what they think by not making a, 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 a verbal choice. So it's, it's nothing right. new, and it's nothing that I haven't expected from them, which is part of the reason why I'm not upset at the owners, because I expected them to do that already. You know, it's nothing new to me. Yeah. The I thing mean, is... Really? Yeah. You know, the, the, the thing is, for me, I, I just I just hope that whatever the plan is, and I've said this before, whatever the plan is, it's a thought-out plan. Because just signing Kaepernick doesn't resolve the situation because no. of the reason why the kneeling still hasn't been discussed yet, you know. So, right, so right. Even, 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 even that has to be addressed. You can address both. Or you can address one. Matter of fact, if you're asking me, I would prefer you go ahead and address the fact of what's going on with police brutality before you sign cap. That's just me and my thought process because, you know, I'm just not a – it's not that I don't like cap. I just feel as though that a lot of times people overestimate how good he is. But I digress. That's fair. I, I guess it, it, that's fair. It's, it's, but it's, it's – you know what? It's, it's a little bit of homerism in that too. Because of he came up in the time of, of, of Brittle Bob, and you know my my I still I still have a little bit of love for Bob, but every now and again, man, he'll come back, he'll say something dumb. I wish we had time to talk about his appearance on DC radio earlier this week, in, in terms of defending himself and, and what went wrong in DC. Oh, Lord. I don't know if you heard anything about that, but. It was crazy. <laughs> but see, that was the thing. It was crazy enough as is. But my, my whole, like I said, my point was the the homerism, uh-huh. and, and 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 there was a lot of things that I saw in Kaepernick's games that I guess a lot of people uh, wanted to ignore. I still feel as though that they should have been Super Bowl champions that year if he was just throwing the ball to uh, Rand, or at Randy Moss a couple of more times in that final drive. But that's mm-hmm. another situation. I still say. Handle the the, 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 the the important part of this thing. Just signing Kaepernick is not going to make this go away. It's not. No, it's not. I know this. You know this. And for anyone who has been fighting only for the signing of Kaepernick, is doing it wrong, bruh. Which is why everyone who, who I know that is protesting and has said that all we want is for Cap to get signed, that's not why Cap was That's the point. You you still miss the point. point. They're still not resolving what what the whole point was. So get to that, but the way it looks, they won't get to it. And and, and that's – it's funny that a a non-football thing is going to be the straw that breaks the camel's back of the NFL on on why it faltered. 
There are a lot of other football yeah. stuff that, that's out there. That was, I guess, they were just putting on the back burner and say, we'll deal with it with, uh, when 2022 comes. But this is starting to hurt, hurt bottom, bottom lines, especially when it comes to the advertisers. Because not only was Papa John's discussed in that article that ESPN did, but Nike and a couple of other corporations came out and talked about how they may or may not have been affected because of advertising and their advertising dollars and their sales and potentially whether or not they've gone down or not. And there have been companies that have refused to say anything about what's going on right now. So it, it, it's, it's hurting a lot of people outside of the NFL, and, and they're going to have to make a move sooner or later, bro. They're going to have to yep. because it, it, it's, it's hurting their pockets. It's hurting their pockets. Right, right. By not doing anything, it's hurting their pockets. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Man, let's just call for this. I'll get you out, out here in this one last thing, brother. Let's, let's end this on the, on the humorous note. These NFL oh, trades, yeah. man, they're crazy. <laughs> like Ajay getting traded from Miami to uh, to Philly. Talk about Yeah. I mean, Philly, that's a damn good trade for Philly. For obvious reasons. That gives them a running game that they sorely mm-hmm. lack. Due to new, mostly because of the injury to Darren Sproles. Early season, yeah, um, and also, and this is a head scratcher, not for not for the team who traded for 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 it, but for the one who made the deal in the first place. Shelton Benjamin going from the Panthers to the Buffalo Bills. I can yeah. see why Buffalo wanted him. It gives like because it, it, it'll give uh, back uh, Taylor a verified target, a verified target. Especially a friend mm-hmm. Dude is like six four, six five, two twenty five or some shit like that. I don't know. Yes, sir. But he's he's been I mean he's not he doesn't run the best routes, I get it. That's what Carolina Panthers fans will tell you. But he was Cam's go to guy. And uh-huh. he still had he said still was having a decent year. But what the hell is the lead of Panthers? Who's the guy now? Brennan LaFell? Uh who, who, is he, who is he gonna throw the ball to? Oh, Funches. I say LaFell. I'm yeah. bad. Yeah, Funches, of course, because LaFell's not even with them anymore. Funches, right, right, my bad. But as a May, who, who, do they, who does Cam throw the ball to? I mean, I know oh, that Funches get... and Benjamin were the same player because they're uh-huh. both big and, 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 like, and, and, and physical receivers. But I, I, don't, I, don't get, I don't get why Carolina did what they did. But well, I'll help you with that because um, mm-hmm. I had to do a little research before we, we did the show tonight, and I found out exactly Uh-oh. why, according to the GM, they decided to trade uh, Kelvin Benjamin. But I'm going to go ahead and just touch on, of course, a lot of the the, the, well, the major deals. Garoppolo to San Fran, I mean, I, I kind of understand that situation where uh, Belichick probably thought that they couldn't resign him at the end of the year right. or that it was going to be too costly for them. So why not go ahead and, in and, and, and Belichick fashion, get rid of a guy that, that has been a benefit to your organization and get draft picks for him. That's what they do. And they end up next yep. man up. And they end up getting someone. And they just actually recently signed Hoyer. Yeah, they just go ahead and get you more draft picks. And they signed Brian Hoyer earlier today to a three-year deal. Yep. So now they have their backup mm-hmm. to back years. up uh, Tom Brady. Uh, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, God, 
Dwayne Brown to Seattle. Badly needed. Ever since, God, I forget who the, 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 yeah, with with, with Brown going to Seattle, they've needed O-line help for some time. Bringing him out there is is a start. It is a start, you know, to help. Uh, 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 Russell Westbrook, Russell Wilson, Wilson. in in that offense. I always do that, man. I always do that. But, um, God, uh, J.H.I., you're right. It helps Philly out, but it helps them out short term. I understand one of the reasons that was alluded to by, um, by Adam Gase is that uh, uh, Jay Ajayi has a hard time with pass protection. Mm-hmm. And, and I can see that being a problem in his offense. Also, when you've got bone-on-bone right. situation, that's not a, a, a formula for long-term when you're talking about a running back in the NFL. So that might be a, a reason why they got out of that situation and they wanted to get compensation for that instead of just letting him go. I kind of get that. Now, the one that I don't get – and I know we're saving the, the best for last. But the one that I didn't get until I did I research I today, yeah. the, 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 the Kelvin Benjamin situation where they traded him to, to Buffalo, the GM said, and I quote, we got some young players who we think have some real ability. So basically what he's saying is that mm. he prefers – Youth and speed. He wants more team speed, especially at the wide receiver spot. And Benjamin was not giving it to him, even though he was a reliable target, especially with no Greg Olson being there anymore. A big, reliable target that can catch balls and, and, and traffic. But the GM wants to go with the deep ball, man. Everybody loves the deep ball. And, and they felt as though that, that Kelvin couldn't give it to him. So, which is funny, because you knew that when you drafted him, but I guess when he blew up that one this past off season, you really knew that you know what we're not going to get speed out of this dude, and we want we want yeah. faster wideouts yeah. here, so we need to go ahead and try to bring somebody in here to do that. But um, kind of forgot the young guy that they drafted this past uh, draft that that's supposed to be a speedster. Yeah, Samuel, Samuel, Samuel's kid out of Ohio State. There you go. So that's what they want to do. They want to go ahead and go in that direction. So be it. But, yeah, that, that last trade between those two Ohio teams, that has to be the funniest yeah. thing yeah. I've heard in, 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 in a while. I'm glad you said that because, I mean, basically Cleveland, for, for one, was able to get a deal on paper with a division rival. Mm-hmm. That being the Cincinnati yeah. Bengals, A.J. McCarron who well, I think it's a serviceable quarterback. I don't think it's a star, but he's a serviceable quarterback. It's better than what the Cleveland Browns have right now. Let's put it that way. But for them, I mean, everything was there. They were able to, first of all, since I was going to probably get a second or third round pick out of that about to mm-hmm. make, make, make out like bandits. So that's not a hit or there. But for the Cleveland Browns to miss the deadline and then phone it in, I don't know if they were high-fiving each other. Doing like dances or what whatnot, but they forgot to turn the paperwork. Yeah, <laughs> you, you, you know. that's why they're the Cleveland Browns. That's why they hadn't won crap since they came back in 1999. They 
That's why they're the Cleveland Browns. That's I don't know how to, to put it, but that that's why they're the Cleveland Browns. But, but you know what? To make it silly thing like this, to make it even more Cleveland Brownie, you're right. The reports were that they were partying after they made the trade, and that's oh, what the holdup was. They were they oh, were they were Lord. they were so excited that they forgot to send in the paperwork, and when they oh, realized that it was God. too late. That's the report. Oh, I've heard the Jesus. report from two different sources. That's probably correct. And, That's probably correct. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. Oh, Can you imagine? They were probably popping bottles, you know, doing all kind of, you know, line <laughs> dances. They were probably doing the Cuban shuffle and whatnot. You know, <laughs> do your dance, do your dance. Man, they were doing the wobble. Oh. They were doing the wobble. Yeah, dude, it's, it's, a mo- it, I mean, it's, a, it's a black front office, mostly black front office, so you know they were doing the wobble. Yes, I didn't even think about it like so that, but yes, they were. <laughs> Yeah, then they're doing a Cuba shuffle and everything, man. The electric slides and, you know, oh, popping that Hennessy. Man, Hugh Jackson was probably getting it, man, in there with the GM. Oh, and He's like, man, you flex the paperwork. That's the paperwork. Man, I didn't flex the paperwork. Don't call it faster then. Oh, my God. Oh, God, man. If I hate the Cleveland Browns so much, Steelers fan, I I have a little bit of sympathy, but I have no sympathy. They're the Brownies. I still laugh at them. It is what it is. Hey man, thank yeah, for joining me, man. Let's let's just no dignity. <laughs> let's let's have a great rest of the week, <laughs> man. The Browns. <laughs> Thanks, Brown. All right, that's my man Dwayne Ash. Please check him out. My partner out on Sleazy Radio on Tuesday nights. As on Boston Radio, as well as the sports blog, the yard slash especially sports. One last thing, I mentioned my mom earlier as pertains to the Dodgers. Uh, right now, I think this, let's see, I've been going in and out of the uh, playing, I've been going in and out of um, the game. There's still 5 nothing at the middle of the sixth inning. I mentioned my mother because my mother's from Brooklyn, New York. I was born in Brooklyn, New York. And she's like a 70 year old woman. And she remembers the Dodgers when they were in Brooklyn. And she, ever since 1956 or 50, was it 56, 57, when they moved and made that move, I think it was 56, to L.A., where ever since she was like an adolescent, maybe a 12 or 13-year-old girl, she's been bitter with the Dodgers organization ever since. To the point where I told my mom, you know, your Dodgers are in the World Series. She's like, I don't care. They left Brooklyn. <laughs> I mean, for her to hang on to that, uh, to that bitterness, it's just, it's just funny to me. But at any rate, it doesn't look like it looks like my mom won't have to feel so upset because the Dodgers are losing, fighting at the Houston, and nothing's going right for them. It looks like the Astros want to win the first World Series title ever, and props to them because of the of hurricane. Uh, whatever the hell it was uh, that ran through Houston, Houston Strong, hashtag Houston Strong. And, you know, good for them and good for the city. Who needs it more than anything? But, anyway, thank y'all for listening to the podcast with Scott Burks. Hope we kept y'all entertained with college football playoff talk as well as the, the baffling NFL nod trade with the Cleveland Browns uh, on their brownies. Uh, but, Anyway, thank y'all for tuning in again. This is Scott Burks with Klein Hour Sound Off. Oh, six. Have a good night. Peace.